This is Shaka Wart Speak. We're back. Ow. Just when you thought you couldn't have any more hours, hours, hours. There's no escape. Shaco Art Speak. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> so every now and then I'm going to have to try out a new intro. And we will, this is a, let me just say this to you. This is a quest to find the perfect intro. And so if you could um, send us some response, let us know when we found the perfect intro to this podcast. I think it's a good point. Yeah, I like it. I always want to be the, the the guy that does the apocalyptic shows, you know. I always want to do that in the world. We've already done it like in in a podcast with two dudes. What's up? Um, but anyhow, welcome. So I'm here with Dr. Blackwell. Hey everybody. A pretty fantastic designer. Um case you know, sometimes I appreciate you, that. Yeah, we just think we're voices at this point, but <laughs> we we actually are practitioners too, which is a lot of fun and we love it. So Yeah, definitely. Um, and we're we are always uh excited to have uh people listening. So um Gareth, what do we got going on today? Well, if you will remember last episode, we uh launched this kind of uh series that we're gonna have that deals with this ecosystem of art and design. And so we're kind of trying to flesh out, like, what are all these parts? What are the pieces? Because ecosystem, it's a nice, fun, like, technical term that I think sometimes we, we're like, yeah, I get what that means. But when you start to break it down, it might be harder to actually parse than we might think. Um, yeah. So the question is, are you down with OEP? Yeah, you know me. Yep, I do. <laughs> know and be known, OEP. Represent. Right. So what is OEP again? Uh, organizations events and people. Yes. And so these are the three ways we're trying to kind of form the, the ecosystem, the constellation, the, the thing that we're seeing, the parts that make up the whole, um, and the way we understand like them being the, the, the parts, but also the connective tissue that right. holds together right. art and design within a place. Um, so last episode was great. We spoke with Aaron Fry from culture works. Shout out Aaron. She was awesome. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic talk. Um, but we were able to kind of get into like an organization that's doing things to really prop up and help the community mm-hmm. of art and design uh, within a specific spot. And this week we're going to go a little bit deeper and we're going to talk some more about uh, what a specific event might look like that does that. Because when we think of, uh, I, at least for me, um, when we think of uh, art and design, the things I think of first are the events. So the gallery openings or the shows, yep. it's the uh, new exhibition at the museum. It's mm-hmm. whatever it might be. It's maybe the the studio visit or uh, the art fair, right? right? It's the events that I think of first and foremost. And I think it's also maybe the first point of entry for most of the public that yep. might not fully align with art and design. Right. Yeah. So this week, we're just going to jump right into it. We've got a great guest. Today, we were talking with BJ Kosen, who together with Jennifer Glave runs Glave Kosen. Also, they are now the new owners and directors of uh, Current Art Fair, which is coming at the end of October. We're super excited about it. It's going to be some fantastic galleries that are going to be out there. And they've got some amazing programming. So what we wanted to do this week is really talk a lot about somebody who's doing a number of things. So what does it look like to run a gallery? How do you run an art fair? What is all the kind of behind the scenes look into that? Um, and just get a, a good look in at what's coming up uh, in terms of something really exciting for the Richmond art scene. Yeah, I mean, I think about it, <clears throat> you know, art fairs are uh, really a thing for, you know, for quite some time now. And you see them all over, all over the world, really. And, um, and there's a way in which art, ge- uh, art fairs take on the flavor and the likeness and the characteristics of the city you find them in. Uh, and that, that deals with the economy of the city, uh, the types of people living in the city. And so Richmond, uh, 
you know, I think Richmond is, is really interesting in, in, in how it's situated to, to have a fair like current, which is going, this is going to be year three, I believe. And so, um, uh, it's going to take take on some of the flavor of Richmond, and if anybody knows anything about Richmond, we love festivals and events. And that's the truth. Uh, you know, community. I moved here from California, and I remember being like, "There's like literally a festival for everything." Um, and after a while, it grew on me. I was like, "I see why." It's like a, there's a lot of celebration, and so, um, but there's also a seriousness to the art culture here, you know. And 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 so the the fair brings about a kind of. Uh, serious and focused look at uh, who's involved and and what they're about and you get to you know you get to see a lot of incredible artists at the same time which is difficult like if you're going to be an art goer you know you have a first friday or a second saturday or whatever it is you have to make choices and you have to determine what to see and what you'll not see and um uh with a fair there's an amazing opportunity to see a lot so I'm interested in talking with BJ about that. BJ, welcome. We're glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, thank, glad thanks for you. having me so much. I'm excited to talk about the fair and anything else you guys want to talk about. Sure. I'm an open book. Sure. We're ready to read I'm, you. I'm here for you. Yeah, we're ready to read you. So um, I don't know if, uh, if Gareth, it's like, if you have It's any... like a novella, though. Right. I'm not a I'm like 5'4". Okay. <laughs> you know. Sitting down? Yeah, yeah, sitting down. Well, yeah, yeah, sitting down okay. a little bit more when I'm standing up. Right, trying to give everybody a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth like shaved a, his I'm mustache, like a, by the I'm way. I'm like a cross between a George Clooney and an Aaron Eckhart. Right. I see is, that. Is, I see uh, that. You know, hey. Yeah. It's a nice combination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Eckhart uh, relevant? I don't know anymore. I mean, I just don't yeah. know, guys. Yeah. I don't um, know where we're at with the whole Eckhart thing. So, just full disclosure, BJ's uh, a very um, lively person and. The temptation to to joke a lot is there today, it is. so we're gonna have to we're gonna try real hard, y'all. We'll try to, to temper that. We'll try yeah. to temper it, and we'll keep it. about that That's satellite right. brain debris. That's right. This Please. is this is the episode where it all comes to bear. <laughs> the, the dissension of of like three minds loaded with coffee, coffee and brain debris <laughs> is about to descend on your minds, and then you're gonna take it out into the world. But um, but I think I you know yeah. <clears throat> I've been here. It's been awesome to get to know you and. I've been here since 2007. Gareth is 2011. And so um, I kind of, it is kind of amazing that only recently we've started to get to know each other. And, um, but that goes to the the value of the fair. But before that, it also speaks to the fact that when you're doing work in the city, when you're a gallerist, when you're running, there's a lot of hustle to it, which means you end up not necessarily getting to know and see everybody. That's true. You know? Um, and so there's a grind and a work mm-hmm. in supporting artists and in maintaining a gallery successfully. Yeah. I mean, I think statistically, I forget what the, the stats are, but most galleries have a three to five year lifespan. Mm-hmm. And to get them to, to sustain that, I think is difficult. And I think people oftentimes don't don't understand what goes into. Yeah. Um, and so how, how did you get how did you get into art, man? Like, how did you get into uh, you and Jennifer, how did you all get into this? I've I've been in the arts my whole life. I mean, other than the occasional odd job, uh-huh. um, um, but I've I've I was a theater performance uh, major from VCU. Um, I'm I'm a singer songwriter. I went from performing to uh, on the stage to performing with my guitar on stage. Um, been in it my whole life, and um, and. Uh, I never had any formal training with the visual arts, which I think is one of the one of the things that makes Clave Cosin a little bit unique. My perspective is very street level, very instinctual on on my 
artists that I'm gravitating towards, not from a frame of reference from any formal education. Um, Jennifer and I met in Ashland, Virginia. I'd, I'd moved there, lived there for about six years in the course of that time, met Jennifer. Um, and um, the short story for me and her is that we started working together. That's how we how we met. We were we basically did this whole event in Ashland called the Nostalgic Christmas. We took over the town. We ran uh, It's a Wonderful Life and a Christmas Story in this classic movie theater in Ashland that hadn't seen the lights flicker in years. We did all this cool stuff. We realized we worked really well together. She had, at that point, already had about 12 years in the gallery business at this gallery, Cudahy's Gallery in Richmond. It's a very prominent gallery back in the, in the, in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, in the eighties too. Um, and so we knew that we worked well together. That was, that was really sort of the attraction for, for me and her, what a great team we make. So fast forward a little bit. Um, she went into business with Robert Rents and opened a gallery called the Rents Gallery. Mm. I got involved in that. Jennifer and I realized that really the best way forward for me and her was just to open our own gallery. Um, and so we've been running the Glave Cosin Gallery now for uh, coming up on 12 years. And so I really, I really got into it. Jen was already into it. I got into it because I just wanted to work with her, and I love the arts. Mm-hmm. And the visual arts was like the last frontier for me. I had mm-hmm. sung. I had danced. I had I'd done all kinds of performance, all kinds of promotion for arts. But the visual arts was something that I hadn't... Um, like I said earlier, had any formal training or or experience, but, um, I've actually, including the years of the rents gallery. Now I've been at it for 15 years and I feel like my ex, my personal expertise just comes again from just being at it daily Mm. and seeing thousands of pieces of art and, and really sort of discerning what I like, what I don't like and, and defining a sensibility that's pretty much aligned with Jennifer's. Mm -hmm. So again, going back to, we, we found great, we're great partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we, we developed a, a, a sensibility that's transitional, mm-hmm. you know, which straddles the line between traditional and contemporary. We love vibrant, positive work. That's, mm-hmm. we've been showing that type of work for, like I said, 12, about 12 years now. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. You got, you got any follow up yeah. today? I just think it's interesting. I like that uh, you're talking about how you're kind of coming at this from an outsider perspective, mm-hmm. even though it's not where you are now. Because um, I think that a lot of times when I think of of an art fair, I think of something that becomes much more accessible to somebody who might be on the fringes and say, well, I don't know if this is really for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a really kind of a, a fantastic way to even think about the art fairs. You know, um, I'm coming from the design side. So, of course, I'm I'm probably, you know, heretical in a lot of ways to people who are very I can confirm that you are in uh, contemporary art and uh it's, i'm always uh, offended by you but i just don't tell you <laughs> it's very passive aggressive of me. it's okay we I can, we can accept it something. right but yeah i was gonna say something. yeah you feel it right <laughs> yeah but, but yeah so I, i'm probably already you know saying things that some people might bristle at but you know i think it's a a, a fantastic thing but i think it also shows that um i don't know like you think of fields like medicine or law and you really want to make sure that the people that are practicing those things for you are very, very well versed and trained in what they do. Confident. Um, 
you know, but, but there's something about the arts that's a little different where I don't know that I only want mm-hmm. the, the hyper instructed, hyper trained, hyper formal right. people being a part of that. I want it to be much more open and accepting yeah. and, uh, you know, widespread than that. Yeah. I, and that's, yeah. it was to say, that's the thing is like, you don't, there's no exclusion of that. Cause I'm, I'm kind of that guy. Right. Right. You know, I'm the hyper at two masters. Degrees. No, you I definitely mean, need those over, people. Yeah. So, um, but it's the way, um, that doesn't guarantee, uh, that, that, uh, I'm isolated from and the only one that can doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee that it doesn't ensure that doesn't mean that. And so oftentimes though, people feel that way. And so there, there, in my mind, there's always a, there needs to be a, like a, a dialogue and a conversation and an invitation that allows for people to step into these kinds of, uh, endeavors because in the reverse, um, I could, I'm not a trained musician and, but no one's stopping me from picking up a guitar, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and, and if I can play well enough, I might actually be able to go to an open mic night and that may trickle into, Hey, somebody's like digging what I'm doing. They want to record a couple of songs. I mean, like no one's, no one didn't, like, when it comes to music, nobody, like Snickers at that. In fact, they actually celebrate it. They love finding the person that the diamond in the rough that actually rises to the top. I mean, that's what yeah. YouTube Napster before it provided many musicians mm-hmm. changed the whole musical landscape in many ways. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow when we come to the visual arts and, and sometimes we struggle with that, it's, it, it's a story we don't like because of, of the way I think the avant-garde in the forties and fifties mm. shaped an idea of, um, of uh, inaccessibility that is necessary to allow the purity of art to go forward. It has to actually stay away from uh, this larger body of people that are interested. It has to, in order to lead the charge and do the thing that it does, it's got to do that. And so then all of a sudden you've got this story and this, and a lot of times like there's people that don't know that specifically, but they feel it or they act that way. It's like a posture. They don't know why they believe that, but mm. they they assume it because they've seen it. And so then you get into gallery situations, and all of a sudden, the class war kicks in. Mm. You know, and so um, I actually didn't know that about you. I mean, so I didn't know that uh, you're. I mean, I know you. I don't know your story, and so mm-hmm. I think that's really fascinating mm-hmm. and daring. Yeah. You know, I mean, did you when you when you were starting? Now maybe Jennifer buffered this, or because you all had been working together in some kind of way. But did you feel like uh, there was some? Did you ever feel like you had to justify your efforts to do this gallery? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'll somehow what, that, that pressure. Well, it's <clears throat> a couple things. Um, one, I think we we saw a niche where, and I think things in this town have changed quite a bit since um, we opened. But we saw a niche to your point about maybe this, if I understand what sort of your classist war premise is, um, that there is an intimidation factor for a lot of people um, coming into a gallery or to your point earlier about having opinions and whether those opinions can be validated or not just because I thought of it and didn't have any formal training. Mm-hmm. Is it, do I have a right to, to, to think and feel this way? We, we saw a need for opening a place where people could come in and have their shoulders drop and just forget about all that mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. intimidation and, and fear factor of discerning what they're seeing. Um, but again, that also is where I am at, where I felt like I would go into a, a, a gallery in, in New York and I would feel like somebody would literally look me up and down 
maybe give a couple of sniffs and be like, you don't have enough money to be here, so I'm not going to talk to you, Mm -hmm. which would make me even feel worse about my interest in being in that space to see art. Yeah. You know, that's that's serious. Um, so there was a, there was a good few years, Ryan, where I'm, where someone would come in and be like, "Hmm, you know, this artist reminds me of flocked. And I would be like, well, in my mind, I wouldn't know who flocked was, Mm -hmm. uh, the great artist flocked. I'm sure you (laughs) are both familiar with. And so for some, for a long time, I would go like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely like flimped. I would like, feel like a phony and I would be like, Oh yeah, I understand the reference. Um, which I wouldn't, it, it, it took me years to get over it. But now if someone comes in with a reference that I don't know, um, I'll just say I'm not familiar with. Sure. But, um, but I think I've developed the only, the only thing that I can say in my, my defense as far as being an expert in my field is, is just being at it for so long and and just being passionate about it mm-hmm. um, and and loving the artists that we represent. And of course, Jennifer sort of helped guide and instruct my sensibilities. We just happen to love the same um, type of artwork. So yeah, there was a there was a long time where I felt uncomfortable. I felt like, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to be just like the person walking in the gallery and just welcoming someone and be like, we're the same. Like we have limited understanding of, of art, but we love it. Sure. Um, and, and again, now I just feel like after so much experience, uh, major corporation work, um, hundreds of art exhibits and, and just continually being curious, uh, I do feel like and and thank goodness we are one of the more patronized galleries in the city that that, that we've gotten the feedback that has told us that we're on to something that yeah. we've done something right and um i guess if anything it's just a testament of being someone who just trusts your gut trust mm-hmm. my gut trust right. my instincts and um that um w- when when i find an artist that really stops me to my core put them on the wall, people support it, then I, then that's all the expertise that I need. Totally. Yeah. You know? Cause you're, you're in collaboration with, I mean, everybody is striving at their craft. It's yeah. a collaborative thing in a way, mm-hmm. you know, because, because you have artists that yeah. are growing in their craft and their trade or in their skills or in their expressions, in their ideas, they're changing, they're morphing. And so everybody's kind of in a state of doing, but nothing is so sealed off that there isn't room for everyone to grow. So it's not like anybody ever is so, um, schooled or, or learned, whether through as an institution of learning or through mm-hmm. what I would call embodied experiential learning, which I think is hugely valuable. Yeah. You can't have, mm-hmm. I, I think the two, are, the two are better together than separate from each mm-hmm. other. And, and so sometimes like, like, so for me, I take comfort in the fact that um, I have friends that actually understand things differently than me. Mm-hmm. Because in, in my mind then, that means I don't necessarily have to know it the way they know it mm-hmm. because I know them. Yeah. And, and we can kind of uh, mutually support each other. I just yeah. love that there's no wrong answers. It's probably a pretty obvious thing to say. You know, math, math is one plus one is two. Right. That is it. But with artwork, um, whether what to me, what it, whatever the artist intended is one thing, but what the viewer sees and what what bounces off that piece of art on back onto the patron 
um, I love hearing what they think and yep. what they see, which could be 180 from what the artist intended. Yep. That's another thing that I just love about this world. Um, and I like to encourage people that, yes, you are correct and you are correct and you are correct. All of you are correct. Right. All right. Of, you know, yeah, your, your perceptions are valid. Yeah. Yeah. Valid perceptions. So when you so another thing that I'm interested in is is in order to run a gal, how, how long is how long is uh, Glavikos and we're coming up on 12 years. Yeah. 12 uh-huh. years is pretty substantial. Yeah. And that means that you've had to there's a lot of relationships and friendships mm-hmm. I'm sure you've built over the years both with artists, but also with the community, with patrons. And what, what, can you talk a little bit about just your experience and whatever terms you, you know, you think are relevant, but just what it's like to be kind of in the community building relationships in that way? Um, well, it's, it's definitely rewarding. Um, you, you know, I'm always hesitant, you know, when I have to write like, a a thing about the Glave Coast and gallery for press or something. It's, it's tough. It's so mm. funny. I can write about everybody else, but writing about myself is tough because, because you don't want to come off sounding like you've, I have accomplished this and I have accomplished this, but this is one thing that I'll say that I haven't really said publicly that one of the things that is really rewarding to talk about building these relationships is when you've been at it for over a decade, then, then you more than likely have started with a few artists mm-hmm. that were emerging and now they're established. And if you are a gallerist and you are a part of getting this work out in the world to patrons and, and you are a part of that artist's career that you admire, that's rad. I yeah. mean, and, and I love it when, um, I be, we become friends with these people. Um, it's, 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 it's always motivating, um, to, to sell a piece of artwork. No, you know, it never gets old. It, it whether it's to a, 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 someone who's been collecting forever or a new patron, it's always exciting. Um, forging those relationships with, with patrons as well. Um, it just makes you feel good. I don't know what else to say. I, sure. Jennifer and I really feel like a big part of the Richmond community from the work that we've done. And not only just uh, just trying to put excellent shows out there, and um, but just our community involvement. That could be a whole other conversation about all the things that we do in the actual space. Um, so that's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning and want to get into work is, is, is really being there for the artists, for the patrons, and even for ourselves. Like I like walking around the gallery in the morning and, you know, turning the lights on and sweeping and, mm-hmm. and looking around at the show that's on the wall. And it feels good to have, you know, a long time ago, somebody said to me, what is going to be your historical significance or your historical purpose? And again, it just, you know, it just flirts with egotism. It flirts with arrogance to say, well, <laughs> yeah, what I've my... done is historically significant because. Um, but I think there's something to be said for that, at least in the moment. If you can, if you can move the needle in your community on the, uh, on the positive side, on the balance sheet, Regardless of whether someone's going to remember you 20 years from now or not, um, at least you can move the needle in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's um, so so 
to your original question, forging those relationships to me is really just about being a part of, of, of the community. And I'm glad to say that we're entrenched in it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with the current art fair, taking that on, that's, that's amplifying everything we're trying to do. Yeah. 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 Which is a, a massive undertaking. You know, when you, when you, um, so I, you know, I, I can relate to the picture of, um, sweeping, sweeping the gallery. Yeah. And you know, there's times where I open up the gallery and I'm the only, I'm the first person and the only person in there initially. Yeah. And, um, it's quiet, mm-hmm. but you're like in this space and there's work and then it's new work. It's different work. Um, one of the biggest challenges for me is, is, uh, wanting to buy oh, <laughs> work God. from every show. Uh, yeah. is that, a, is that a struggle for you? Do you have, do you have a, do you have a, collect, a, do you have a collecting habit? <laughs> well, the way we look at it is a multitude of ways. Um, the easiest thing I can say is that, um, y- you know, we get twitchy on, a, on occasion. And, right. and we, we, we have a rule that we break um, fairly regularly, which is, well, we'll wait to the end of the show and we'll right. let everybody else have a chance. But then something will come in and we'll be like, oh, we got to make it. Yeah. <laughs> ching Yeah. <laughs> bought like real, real we, <laughs> we even bought one piece that wasn't even un- unwrapped yet like yeah. it's like nobody else can have it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, i've never i've never done that <laughs> never done that Garrett's never done that we you know i mean you know look we we have certain artists that we collect we are collectors and yeah. sometimes they bring in stuff and we gotta have it but the other thing too is if um if I can really give myself the opportunity to take in the exhibit, because obviously you're you're working the exhibit, but sometimes you don't actually look at it yeah. intently. If I can at least make sure in an exhibit that I'm really having a good time with it, that I take it all in, then it's almost like I've acquired it. Sure, you know, yep. Um, so I so that's the one thing cool, the cool thing about being a, a gallery owner and and having um, an affinity to collect. Well, we can chill out because we get to look at a really awesome show every day for about a month. Yeah. So that tempers it a little bit, but yeah, sometimes we go nuts. Right. Yeah. Know? It's a, it's just a real. I uh, we we're uh, we're running out of space in our home mm-hmm. and uh, and we don't have gobs of money, so it's like we're yeah. you know and then we'll, we'll swear it off, and then my <laughs> wife Laura will will be set in the show and she'll come in and then she'll see mm-hmm. something or I'll say, dang it. I know that she's going to yeah. see this and she's going to want as bad as I do. And so we, we uh, enable each other all the time. That's it. It's yeah. when, 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 a, when a couple, when, when, when they, when a couple both likes a piece, then it's like it's, ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's you a, know? it's a dance of you're leaning towards it. You're like, yeah. who's going to be the one to, to <laughs> say the final. And there was even a time where we where Jennifer and I were both hot to trot. And we, and then we were just like, well, well, which one should we get? Because we, and then, and then we ended up with two pieces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, like bunnies. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. You know, I think it's, I think it's good also, um, when we do disagree on, yeah. and like one loves it, one doesn't. Again, that goes back to the thing about, Opinions and art, you know, we, we are in a society now where opinions are judged to the highest order. It's like almost like, um, gosh darn you. Do you see how I didn't swear just then? That was excellent. Gosh yeah. darn you for liking and not liking things. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, but guess what, America, I'm here to reveal this confidential information. Everyone has a right to their opinion. Hey, so another thing that I think is really interesting, though, your space 
is in one of these, I think, really excellent locations. Thank you. And so we talk about ecosystems and there's way, you know, it's like, I'm excited that we have, um, we're starting to get some things to happen in Chaco Bottom. When you look at arts districts in, in different cities, you know, sometimes they come about in places where uh, the rent is cheap and, you know, so that means there's less around restaurants, mm-hmm. things to do. And, and in a way, you kind of want some of that. You know, you want your coffee spots. You want your yeah. places to eat. Sure. You, know, you want your nightlife. You want things so that people at uh, that track in different terrain mm-hmm. are all coming into proximity with your gallery. And I think that there's a beautiful thing that's happened on Main Street over the years yeah. as, as an example. And so I just wonder if you have any thoughts on the importance of being situated. Like, like I love going to your spot and then being able to go right next door and get a cup oh, of coffee. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, the, the, there's it's just a simple term, but, the, you know, the retail mix, you know, they talk about that a lot. Yep. Do you have the right retail mix in your neighborhood? Um when we opened the Rents Gallery, you had a few established galleries that were there. This is going back again 15 years. Um, but there was a lot of empty spaces. And now fast forward till now. Um, gosh, there was even one gallery that had even opened and closed during that time. Um, wow. Just getting through. You know, we opened in the fall of 2007. Oh, wow. If you all recall, gosh. the following <laughs> couple of months were not yeah. so great. Oh, my gosh. So some galleries didn't survive that. So we've seen a lot of change over the past 10 plus years on our street. But to me... um, I don't see other gallerists as competition. I right. never have. Right. I'm sure there's some that do, and maybe there's a healthy way of looking at that competition in, in an outwardly way. But I've always thought that competition is inwardly. Like, what what do you can what do you what can you accomplish in a day? What what I get done in a day is my competition. So I love the fact, to your point, that someone can come to Guave Coast and Gallery grab a cup of Joe at Rostov next door, go across the street to Page Bond Gallery, down the street to Reynolds, um, up the street to Viz Arts. Yep. Um, now you've got an area where people can hang out for a few hours. And again, not to keep bringing back to the fair, because I know we'll get to it, but that's what makes the fair so great. It's mm-hmm. just a, a, for lack of a better term, one-stop shop to really see all of these amazing different gallerists and what their sensibilities are. Um, so I love what's happened on West main street, but do you know that Richmond, according to one developer who's really trying to blow up, um, whole street in that area right now Yeah, said, and I don't know what his data is based on. So let's just say for city per, uh, Richmond size, I'm guessing was his, um, uh, metric, um, that we are the fastest growing city in the nation, according wow. to this developer. And the only reason why I would say that that is probably true is uh-huh. think about every single section of this town, mm-hmm. right? There right. is growth in it. Yeah. Every single North, South, East, West, right. There's development, whether it's residential, commercial, and, and it just only adds to the arts and culture yeah. of our city. This yeah. town is just hungry for doing stuff. Right. Yeah. You right. know, I don't know right. if anyone cooks in Richmond. 
Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's been a ban on cooking. All you can do is go out and eat. Yeah. You can only go out and yeah, eat. Yeah. We, we, we drove through, I forget where we were at. We saw this restaurant we didn't, hadn't noticed before. And I just told him, I mean, Laura, I'm, I'm 43. We've been married a good, good deal of time. I was like, let's be honest. We're never going to eat at every restaurant in the city because one, we can't catch up. And two, there keeps, there's more. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to have to get a system together. Like we got to figure out what the heck we're going to do because yeah. there's just, I mean, in a good way, there's just too many incredible spots and not enough time to uh, get at all of it. You know, uh, it's just it, to, to your point of the growth. I mean, it, yeah. I, can't, I can't keep up. I can't either. Um, but it's, it's just amazing. It's amazing to be here. It's amazing. Um, and this is no lie, at least once a week, if not twice a week, someone comes in and to the gallery and they're like, I've just moved here from D.C. I've just moved here from New York. Those are the two cities that I hear the most of. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are moving to Richmond. You know what scares me about that? What's that? Is that they're leaving D.C. and Richmond or D.C. and New York because things have cost has gone so high. And they're coming uh, here. And so you think my that's going to drive is, cost up? Yeah, my fear is the, the I have I have concerns. But I do think that that, I mean, but so it's the positive, though. You want to see, uh, like Gareth and I talk about it in terms of stewardship, like people stewarding culture well uh, to the ends of flourishing other people. And, and that, that, I think, aligns with the idea that then you're, you're, you're competing with yourself. You're, you're, you're pushing yourself, but yeah. uh, you're not threatened by... Um, no, you know, because if you're, if your brand, I mean, if your brand or the specificity, so what I like about you is that there is a, uh, specificity to your vision for the gallery mm-hmm. and it relates to y'all's personalities. Yeah. And, and I think the world's big enough to allow a lot of space for that. If anything, it actually needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a negation of like what you said, like there's page bond and there's Reynolds and there's uh Viz arts. Mm-hmm. They all have like a, a feel to them mm-hmm. and all of those I think are yeah. necessary. Um, and if you just keep expanding out to every part of the city and right. you start looking at the galleries, you're like, these are all necessary. And, uh, and they, they accommodate or they feed or they develop or they encourage or they yes. flourish the city, which is a very diverse set of people right um that none of us can hit everyone it is know? like the re- you know i uh, when people come in and ask me y- you know some pretty general questions like how do you gallery you know like just yeah. some big big topic questions i do like to compare galleries to restaurants and the flavors and right. how different restaurants have different flavors and, yeah and y- you know um y- you know or or the other maybe obvious thing to say, you know, 88 keys on a keyboard. Right. But how many millions of songs are there? That's right. So I do think just like when an artist really taps into what makes them singular, Mm -hmm. when a gallerist taps into really what makes them tick, what stops them in their tracks, then you're really going to get a, an individualistic sensibility that's curated. Mm -hmm. You're really going to get somebody's tastes, of art, what their flavors are. And, and, um, and that's why it's so diverse because yeah. we have a lot of people in this community that trust their guts and go for, for the artists that they really want to support, that they feel like they have a market for yeah, in their yeah, little yeah, corner yeah. Of, of, of Richmond. Right. You know, I once heard a story about, so if this is redundant, I'm just going to say it again. Um, it's always worth considering. There's a story about, um, a couple writers, they were all friends together and, and they ended up all doing great work. And, and uh, one of them, 
and this is true of me with my friend John who passed away. He can make me laugh like nobody else. And when he passed away, I've never laughed the way I laughed with John. And this was true of these three. And one was talking about it. And he was saying like, you know, um, uh, I forget what, I forget what the guy's name is, but um, there was a way one made the other laugh. And they sit together at a pub and, and no one else could draw that out of him. It was something about the specific guy in the room in relationship to the other person. And they drew something out of each other that they couldn't manifest for themselves. And so while they had agency and independence and individuality, there is also something essential about being in the midst of other people with agency and specificity. And there's something about the way in which you start to uh, correspond to each other that actualizes a fuller sense of each, each other. Um, and so if you track that, then there's a necessity to people. Like we can't actualize everything about ourselves by ourselves. And if that's true at the personal level, then that's possibly also true uh, as you scale up into the business level, the, the, the studio level, the design level, you know, when you start to get into these spheres that we occupy and we, we move in, uh, then there's something about actually being in the midst of other people that differ from us mm-hmm. uh, that we can relate to so that uh, certain aspects are unlocked, you know, th- that there's something unlocked within us. Like I have kids. So for me, my kids unlock things about me that were completely mm-hmm. dormant. And without my kids, I never would have known. Mm -hmm. And so, and friends, you know, there's friends that I have that 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been friends with or 15 years ago because of where my life circumstances were at. And, and now I have these deep friendships with people that have unlocked aspects of myself. I didn't even know were there and vice versa. And so I think that that also gets to, if, if that makes any kind of sense, I think about that in relationship to something like an art Mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. The proximity uh, starts to draw great things out of each other, especially when people come into this space. And I think the hope is that if people can come into a fair, uh, like current, see this all happening, uh, they're going to take this resonating experience back into their commonplace everyday stuff and have deeper relationships with those galleries, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, uh, what to say. If you got any thoughts on that, Gareth, just, just kind of thinking aloud about, some of why I think an art fair is important. Mm. No, um, I think it's, I, I, and I really like what you're saying, BJ, about uh, restaurants, because I think that's something that we can all tap into, right? Because it, it's it's exactly what you're talking about, Ryan. Um, but with the, you know, the idea of a restaurant is like, you know, sometimes I feel like a steak. Sometimes I feel like Thai food. Mm-hmm. But I can really guarantee you that um, there's a particular restaurant in the city that I'm thinking of with this. But if I go to a place and on the side of the building it says um, hamburgers, steak, Chinese, Italian, like I'm probably not going to eat at that place, right? Because I, I do have some questions about what do you actually do well? Um, Because my assumption would be, well, you probably just don't, you're probably just doing everything okay. Uh Um, And I'd rather spend my time with someone who really knows what they offer as like a central offering. Yeah. You know, so like that's why you hear about good steakhouses, good Italian places. Um, And I feel Bell, (laughs) Taco Bell, good old Gordito. (laughs) And I feel like you, uh, um, you know, uh, that is the same thing you want from a gallery, yeah. but also I don't, uh, I don't want a gallery to be so cookie cutter that every gallery has the same right. central offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want that because like I, living in the city, like I don't want 20 of the same galleries. No, want you 20 want different ones. Yeah. You yeah. want, you want distinctions. That's right. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean, programming and, and also because like you're saying, Ryan, people are different. People like what they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there should be something about galleries where we are actually, uh, providing, some sort of level of accommodation for all kinds of different interests. Right. And um, levels, levels of art making and definitely yeah, the whole night. And so yeah. I think, um, 
you know, I think about uh, current art fair and what it looks like for something like that to just kind of showcase what Richmond has. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Richmond, it's, it's a weird little place, man. Like, we should not have the quality and level of art for the size city we are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're, it is. Is we're anomalous. pushing it hard. Yeah, and, we're pretty and, awesome in that way. And that's and that's a that's a giant kind of like uh, you know uh, humble brag right there. Yeah, come, come to Richmond. I think I think people that have lived here, all have you lived here your whole life? No, I've been here and only. What about eight years? I came here in 2007 from California. I, I mean, from so I've I've born and born and bred here, <laughs> and um, I think most of us who lived here are, are still surprised at this organic crazy explosion of what's happening in mm. Richmond across the boards in entertainment and arts and culture mm-hmm. and, and just, but quality. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, we're still, a lot of us are, are blown away. We're still pinching ourselves over it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've know? been in larger cities, spent a lot amount of time in larger cities where I would have to spend quality time searching for mm-hmm. a gallery. But in Richmond, you can right. literally just find a populated area and walk around for a few blocks, and there, you probably will find a gallery. There was a time where there was, and I don't know what the number is now, but there were seventy art spaces in a great in the greater Richmond area. Wow, that's significant. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a, to your point, to a, ta- yeah. a, a town our size, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot, and, and a lot of them are supported. Yeah, you know, a lot of them are, are have been around for many years. Right. When I came here. So I moved from Sacramento is the last place I was living in. And I found a lot of uh, positive parallels between Sacramento and California and Richmond. It was interesting, similar mid-size and there was, it was aspirational. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'd living in, this is no diss on Sacramento. I think to my understanding, there's probably some great things happening in different ways. Like they've got sports team and there's like new art centers. Like I think some, some folks that I knew back in the day had started a big art center there. And, but there was also this thing where, Sacramento was near Berkeley, which then is a step over to San Francisco where it's really popping as far as the arts and culture go. And so you, there was this, there was great artists in Sacramento. I mean, I learned everything in Sacramento. And so, but there was a struggle to cross over, uh, cross over and actually establish something. So I come to Richmond and, and I'm sensing the same 2007. It, it's that same aspirational feel. Um, and then it started to creep up on me. I was like, Oh, we, we've crossed over. We've actually are doing it because in, 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 because people outside of Virginia, outside of Richmond began to point to Richmond as a beacon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, gosh, when other places start talking about you, yeah. that's when, you know, something has, uh, shifted and now it's like full throttle. I mean, at first you know? I thought someone had a really good publicist. Yeah. We just start getting all these national top 10, this top yep. 10, that, you know, but then I was like, no, this is transcending somebody who's just knows the right people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a, this is a movement that people are paying attention to us mm-hmm. across the nation. Right. It's right. exciting. Yeah. And I think, you know, just one of the dangers I think in that space is that, uh, as someone who's been here for a while, uh, we ha- can have the tendency to just almost take it for granted. And just right. like, oh, this is isn't everywhere like this, and right. it's it's always good to just kind of kind of put a pin in it and say, no, not everywhere is like this. Yeah, um, which I think is what is fantastic about something like Current, because in one building under one roof, you're going to have galleries that are going to have an exceptional showing of yeah. work and a breadth of uh, artists on the walls and in those spaces that um, is not it. It is not something that is common 
in mm-hmm. most cities. I think the the quality that that current is bringing forward for what's happening in Richmond and the the greater Richmond area is is going to be fairly exceptional. So I'm excited about it in that respect. And this might be jumping ahead, but one thing that you alluded to is to not take it for granted. And I think that's going to get into a good discussion too. Is something that we care about is uh, inviting more people into the the experience of collecting and supporting and patronizing art. Yeah. Not just surely monetarily, you know, but also in all the other ways, the reading about art, the looking at art, like there's a whole gamut of, of ways it's vital, but it's easy for people to kind of, um, see and take for granted the environment we're in and not mow the lawn, you know, and then be shocked when the weeds are back up. I always use the yeah. lawn yeah, and the yeah. weed metaphor, mm-hmm. but, but it's just to say that. So you get to a fair and what it requires is perpetual stewardship by the community. Like if you mm-hmm. want this to continue to be, you have to keep eating at restaurants. Mm-hmm. You have to keep frequenting galleries. We have to do more to uh, flourish what's growing. So there's a there's a there's a way in which things are growing, which is opening up opportunities. And we ha- we have to I think kind of work at inviting uh, the next generation of people into the experiences mm-hmm. that have been supporting the arts for so long. There's generations of people that are aging out. And they have been vital to the flourishing of the community. And so then we have these subsequent generations coming in. And it means that there's always new stewardship opportunities, always new ways of uh, educating and inviting into the story, if you will, uh, uh, the experience of making this city flourish. Uh, and, and there's still so much work to do at the social level, 100%. You know? um, and so I think that that's, again, why a fair like this uh, is so vital. And can you can you talk about your you coming into the fair? I mean, start you're one of the founding galleries, or yeah, um, just kind of give us a little yeah. bit of a process into how sure. you took on the mantle. The fair started in 2016, um, and it was it, at that time it was just seven galleries, um, and those were the founders, and they are among some of the more supported, known uh, galleries in the city. Um, it was, it was almost like a, like a, like a NBA super team of basketball players all getting together to play a game. So it was really exciting for the seasoned collectors in this town to be like, wow, for the first time ever, here are all these galleries, here's the dream team coming together. And then even, um, and the location was so great. There's an area called Scott's Edition, which is the, is one of the new hip areas in Richmond. Shout out to Tom Holman. Yes. Tom Holman Designs. Holman Design. Um, Holman. Holman, yeah. Holman Tom Design. Awesome. He was amazing. He worked so hard to um, upfit his space for the first fair. And so because of that location, we had a, also a, a great influx of new patrons, just because it happened to be in the area where, where a lot of these folks were hanging out anyway. Um so Glave Cosin was was one of those seven galleries. We did it again in 2017. We had a 30% increase in attendance and and it was it was really amazing. And then we pumped the brakes in 2018 just because we we were sort of the first couple of years were very grassroots, very loosey-goosey. There wasn't really an established organization. So we we had to put some infrastructure into the fair. And in the course of trying to decide whether we were going to bring on a new fair director or not, Jennifer and I felt like um, maybe we were the best suited to to actually take it over instead of find a, a new fair director and go through that interview process. And we talked to we we sent an email out 
to the 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 founding gallerists um and within an hour we had about I think it was like five or six of the seven immediately write us and say, please do it. Because at that point we'd all just been trying to do it together. Yeah. And meanwhile, everybody has, they're trying to run their galleries. They they have their families. Jennifer and I don't have kids. So there's, there's hours of free time right there. There's plenty of, of gallerists in that original founding group that do have children. Not that that's the only reason why we were best suited for it. Um, I feel, I just feel like Jennifer and I, from just who we are as people have always been community minded. We talked earlier about how we, what our posture is on being collegial or being competitive. Um, so we have a college, more of a collegial. So it just made sense for us and obviously to the founders too. Um, they all said, please do it. Um, so we so we took over the fair. Um, I think basically in the summer of 2018, have wow. been digi- diligently working on it. And I think what we've developed is unlike any other fair in the nation. That's wow. a pretty bold a statement. Huge statement. Yeah. Huge um, statement. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, Very huge statement. No question that it's the only contemporary art fair of its kind in Virginia. Definitely. Mid-Atlantic region, and the way, the reason why I say maybe the nation is because of all the people that we've talked to and the fair experience that we've had, and we've done fairs from Miami to D.C. Um, no one has seen what what we're trying to accomplish this year with with the fair, um, which is basically not only to add to to fortify the collecting component for seasoned patrons and new patrons, but also to add a create element. So there's going to be a whole area in the fair where patrons are going to be able to create artwork with area artists. Um, and, and the reason why we think that's almost as important as the collecting component is because again, it, it's adding another layer of appreciation for artwork. The obvious thing is if you get your hands dirty in it and maybe you create a piece of artwork Maybe you haven't done it since you were a kid or or maybe you're doing it with your family or just you're just doing it on your own. Then we then we hope that when you go back to the exhibition floor, you might even see artwork in, in a deeper way, have a deeper appreciation for it. Having created some yourself, you can appreciate the creative process, um, what goes into it. Um, so that alone, just adding sort of the creation component not seen it anywhere mm-hmm. in any fair in across the nation. Right. Um, and the other cool thing about, you know, obviously about being under one roof and the, and the one thing that, that is going to be obvious to season collectors is that these gallerists are going to bring their, <laughs> not only their a game, but like their a plus game. Um, because, you know, renting a booth costs money. They need to recoup that. Um, they're also obviously trying to put their best foot forward. So not only is it a, is it a way to really see sort of a get, a get a pulse on what the Richmond art community and Virginia, because we've got three galleries from surrounding cities in, in Virginia that are, that are going to be in, in attendance. That's great. It's just, it's just going to be exciting um, for a number of reasons. But um, the, uh, the, the, the other cool thing, not only for season collectors, 
um, and and getting to see this choice inventory from people that probably been collecting for a while. But the new patrons, again, we're, we're hoping to inspire them from seeing some of the just some of the best um, gallerists and artists that that Richmond and Virginia has to offer. Um, to your point earlier about trying to get all over town during First Fridays, it's just going to be a lovely way to have someone introduced to, yeah, I think that's to, the, yeah, to the community. A component. I think that's a great point, though, about the, that if the current becomes kind of like a heartbeat or a rhythm setter or a pace setter, yeah. that there's a it's, a it's a constant wide door that is open to the city. Mm-hmm. And so as you, you come in and acquaint yourself, that then that that serves to you know that sometimes like it's less so take it this way you know we're we're working on a, a doc we're working on our documentary mm-hmm. about collecting and, and we'll talk more about that later and still it's, awesome it's um it's going to be great and it's about a kind of an unlikely collector um and and we'll share more about that but one thing is in talking with people uh, a lot of folks are intimidated to walk into galleries mm-hmm. and so what i love about the fi- the current art fair is that it it's like uh it has its own invitational brand mm-hmm. that everyone else falls underneath of. And so it takes away some of the intimidation because you can hide in the numbers of, of folks that are going to be there and yeah. you can slip in and out of spaces and you can, you can, it breaks down certain perceived barriers. Cause I think most galleries here in Richmond actually are, are really welcoming. It's just mm-hmm. that we, you know, there's a, there's like these common assumptions that people have that I, it's not for me or maybe I'm not welcome there. And I think current art fair is a big, hug on the city and beyond to say, no, you actually are welcome here. And yeah. everybody who's participating is saying that aloud, which means when the fair uh, goes away and um, we're back to our yearly rhythm mm-hmm. and galleries are being opened, those spaces that participated are saying, yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Keep, keep coming through. Keep, keep, uh, you know, subscribe to our newsletters and follow us on Instagram and, you know, uh, think, check out what's going on. I think you can learn a lot as a, as a new, as a new, again, as a season collector, you're just going to be jacked because you, because you know, there's going to be brand new inventory. It's going to be right. The artists are really going to go for it. But for, for the new patrons, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like hearing all of these different stories, not to use an overused term, but you know, I think it's, I mean, being a gallerist, I think it's just as interesting as seeing what makes the gallerist tick as well as, as what makes the artist tick and in, in the art they're creating. So maybe just getting a sense of, again, that, that snapshot of the community, but getting, just getting a sense of, of, of trying to find that, those stories that may be aligned with your, with your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those discoveries, um, and maybe seeing things that they've never even seen before, uh, 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 maybe a photograph, a, a photo that has some type of unique process that is, that'll just blow somebody's mind. That, that's, that's what I'm most excited about the fair. I mean, I keep seeing the vision of just a big crowd and I see someone in my midway area creating artwork with their family, and but 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 maybe they had just come out of the current theater and done the Noah Scalin creative sprint when they're making art out of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and all kinds of things, and then and then see deeper on the exhibition floor. Like I'm just hoping the wing, the these three wings of exhibition and sales, um, creation stations and inspiration empowering presentations in the current theater 
I just, I really, really hope someone is, the vision is that someone's going to walk out of that experience, a changed person, even if it's, even if it's, has a, a short shelf life, but even just for a moment to wake somebody up, that's, that's, that's the big push for, for the art fair. I'm, I'm so proud of this town and I love the idea of what the fair can do on a bigger sense for the city um, in, in tourism and for the Richmond art community. But in this day and age of, of feeling like, what can I do to make my world better? Um, this is, this is what Jennifer and I are trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, and reach people on a, on an, in an individual level, just like an artist has tapped into themselves to, to create that artwork that only that artist can create. I, I just, I want to see patrons. I want to see, I just want to see that lightness and that awareness wash over them. Yeah. And if I can see that in a few faces during the run of the fair, then I'm going to, then I'm going to accomplish my goal for, for bringing it back to life. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. That's, that's excellent. Where, so just for, so for the audience, where, where is the fair? This year, we're we're in Richmond, Virginia. Obviously, the current art fair is going to be at the um, Bon Secours Washington Redskins Training Center on Lee Street. That's October twenty fourth through the twenty seventh. It is an amazing space. Yeah, talk about that space really fast because <laughs> people, so when you rad. say that, no, you know, if you say that, um, they think it's a football. Yeah, stadium. you're like you can't right. imagine the, yeah. right. just how incredible it is. That's what that's what I'm so ex- excited about because not only are, are you know. When the word gets around after Richmond checks it out, hopefully a few out of towners this first year, I, I I think just because of the space alone, people are gonna want to come back and back. Um, parking the, is excellent. Uh, yeah, two hundred and fifty parking spaces. The thing that is most amazing is when we walked into this facility, which is a multi-purpose facility. They don't just have the the Redskins come in and um, do their their summer training. Um, there's a, there's a, you know, health and wellness center, there's a fitness center. Um, but they have this amazing second level rental facility that has these just beautiful polished marble floors. And the coolest thing about this space is this picturesque view of Scott's edition. And our logo, um, was, was designed by national artist, um, Shepard Ferry, um, and his logo is of the WTBR radio tower, which we overlook from this footprint. So when yeah, Jennifer amazing. and I walked in and saw the radio tower that was our logo, I didn't, I have no poker face and, <laughs> and blew any negotiation that was even remotely possible f- yeah. for, to rent that space. I was just like, gotta have it. Yeah. Where's the paperwork? Yeah. So, so. <laughs> so your your Lady Gaga so. song is no 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 poker face no, <laughs> no poker no, face no. you can see you can see yeah. I don't have no <laughs> poker face that's me you can see it you can see yeah. it yeah Jen Jen would give you thumbs up she would hit the buzzer she would say yes that's the facts those them's the facts them's um, the facts but um so. We looked high and low all over the city for a perfect rental facility. And the coolest thing is that a lot of people just haven't been there. They just didn't even know that they, that they had a rental facility yeah. in there. Um, and for the amount of 
exhibitors that we even wanted to expand the fair to. We only wanted to pump it up like four extra exhibitors so um, from 2017. So this space perfectly fits 20 exhibitors. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just a magical space. I remember when we participated in the Aqua Art Fair and the year before Jennifer and I went down there and we walked through the fair. Again, it goes back to the conversation about instinct and trusting your gut. When I walked into the Aqua Art Fair, I said to Jen, we're going to be here next year. This is home. This yeah. feels right. Yeah, Aqua's great. So, so and, it, and, it, and it was for us. The following year, we had a great year. It was amazing. Um, and that's the feeling that I had when I walked into the space yep. at the training center, um, that this is perfect. And I really do think that it's going to be the, the hippest fair to date. Um, we're, we're not only for everything we're throwing at it, but it's, but what was great about Tom's space and mm -hmm. what was awesome about the main street space is sort of combined. Yeah, in this I, one I see space. it. I see it hundred you know? percent. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when we, so I was I've been good friends with Tom for several years now. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when I saw the fair there, I was watching the walls get built and, mm -hmm. you know, I remember going into that space, Tom was going to get that space and he's like, Hey man, I'm thinking about getting this space. What do you think about this? And I show up and we walk through this big dust, dusty, dusty spot full of stuff. Never could have envisioned an art fair in there. So, so going from the raw space years before to seeing uh, Tom build it out to then see the, the fair in there was an incredible transformation that I got to witness from, from point to point. And I had, I, in 2016, I had the, uh, um, I saw that space and said, I think Shaco art space can be a part of this. And so the next year to, for us to be a part of it was like such an honor and, uh, an incredible opportunity, man. I mean, it, it, um, focus situations like that, draw things out of you and you level up. Mm -hmm. So we had to level up in a way yeah. and, uh, and it, it, it set us up for our, the state of our, our gallery, you know, like what we're doing as a nonprofit and it, it gave us an opportunity. And so seeing, uh, this year and seeing more galleries come in, I mean, right. I'm just, I'm, we're just thrilled. You guys to got to, um, yeah. preview the space. Yeah. It was incredible. We're, we're thrilled to be a part And of I it. saw yeah. y'all's faces. Yeah. 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 And again, every time that I, cause isn't it, isn't it always exciting, maybe daunting a little bit too. To, yes. to say, have you been to this space? And people say, no. So on one hand, you're like, hooray, we're going to break the seal on this place. Um, but on, then on the other hand, it's like, uh, okay, well, I got to make sure they get there. Totally. Um, well, I love that because this fair is, is, see, this is to me, this is like the cultural flourishing thing. Here's this great facility. And maybe it's not tapped enough because it's not known enough. Mm -hmm. But then you bring a fair to it. And then the residual benefit yeah. of that is, I, I'm hoping is that uh, that is a benefit to that facility exactly. and that more people envision other opportunities at other times that can occur there and you get more collaborative support that allows for a space like that to, to stay because mm -hmm. we want spaces like yeah. that, you know, and they need to be used with, with vision. So I, I, I'm triply excited for that reason as well. We're, we're going to... I'm kind of thinking back on what you were saying where you were looking around the city for all these different rental facilities and I don't... I don't know if oh, you got to a point of desperation you. where you were like, how are we going to find yeah, a place that's like actually Hey, dude, do we this? did. We had a contract on a space and it fell through. Mm. So we were like, yeah, we were sweating it. 
I it's, call that it's providence. Been, it's been no small. Yes. Yeah. Because then when we found this space, it was it it trumped that. You're glad that. It oh happened. my god. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine like another space in Richmond that would perfectly fit the fair like this space. That's that, that also that's what I was going to say, you guys. When I uh, getting getting a little confident about what I think it's going to do, but again. Just even on a technical side alone, I mean, we're building our own walls. I just saw the prototype yesterday. These are going to be the best walls I've oh, that that ever. Oh, that is good news. The the the, the lights um, are, you know, these are these are like little things, they but matter. but but gallerists mm-hmm. are gonna are gonna go to a fair and they're not gonna like the walls and they're not gonna like the lights and and it's almost it's almost like you're just gonna be used to it, you know. This fair is not going to be like that. The the lights that we're bringing in have like a twelve foot radius. That's incredible. From from like a from like a ten foot height, you still get a twelve foot radius That's out amazing. of one bulb. They're like par thirty eights, and a typical gallery has like a par thirty. Yeah. Wow. So so we've like we you know as gallerists, we wanted to approve the fair for our fellow gallerists um, and give them at least a, a really, really good, comfortable um, beginning to their fair to go like, I have all the infrastructure I need to be successful. Um, and that stuff matters because if you're watching yeah. a movie, the movie is still dependent upon the means by which the movie is conveyed. So what what, what screen mm-hmm. and the context. And if the context right. and the other stuff is getting in the way, mm-hmm. it's uh, competing with the fair in a problematic way. And at the intuitive level, at the felt level, people won't consciously be able to talk about it, but they'll feel it and, and it can cripple or hinder uh, the work from being what it is. I, I guess with the space, um, you know, um, so, uh, some folks might say, well, that's fantastic for the gallerists. Um, but yeah, what you see is actually going to be fantastic, much, yep. much better than you um, might receive at other uh, art fairs because of what you're talking about, the walls and the lights. Yeah. Um, but within the space, um, one thing I was struck by is uh, how um, fantastic the open space was so that mm-hmm. no bu- nobody, no matter where their gallery is situated, is going to be kind of like off the path. Close. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, man. Um, it's, yeah everything's right. within a nice It's loop. not a cavernous space. I mean, 20 exhibitors... You're, you're, you're not going to get another exhibitor booth in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, it, you almost don't even need an exhibitor guide. I spent like all week putting together an That's exhibitor correct. guide. You don't need it. And I was like, just walk around. <laughs> why did I do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's a 10,000 square foot space. I'm not sure. I can't remember the square footage. But it's um, it's easily. I would say that if you're going to do everything, a little bit of everything in this fair. I mean, even catching a um, a, a presentation in the current theater, yeah, maybe three or four hours, you probably probably can see it all. Right. You know. That's right. It just depends on how intently, um, how intent you guys want to um, get with it. Um, yeah. I mean, how intent patrons want to get with it. Um, I'm really excited about some of the things that you guys are going to do. I love talking to you, not to throw it back to you real quick, but I love how how you're going to help us have people see a little bit deeper with some of the things you're going to do, not only for the patrons, but even offer artist portfolio reviews. I mean, I find I find all of this important, yeah. whether it's trying to find, whether it's trying to make a new patron feel comfortable enough to buy a new piece of artwork or give an artist 
some tools to feel a little bit more confident about what they're doing. Yeah, it's all I think, important. Yeah, I think the inclusivity fact. I mean, I appreciate you bringing that up. Like, we're yeah, we're we're excited to do these, um, you know, to launch these these uh, opportunities to deepen people's appreciation. You know, as a university, our professor now for you know going on thirteen years this fall, and then all the time before that, I mean, I've been doing this for over twenty years. Um, uh, there's things that I've learned and have been taught to me that I've passed down that, that just seem to really provide rich avenues for, for people to step into the arts and feel really empowered and really excited, even if you know a lot. And so even if you know mm-hmm. a lot, it's additive. It doesn't take anything right. away from what you know. It builds on it. And so whether a person is seasoned or they're just coming in for the first time, uh, I assume everybody's capable, competent, and intelligent. And, and starting from there, uh, uh, there's uh, great avenues to come in and learn some things quickly that can help you really appreciate the beauty or the multitude of uh, types of artists and galleries that are going to be in the fair. And so, yeah, the idea that, you know, we'll be able to take people through some, a little bit of a, some, some methodology that can help Mm -hmm. in a really non scary way and then get to go out and move through the fair and put that into practice. Right. You know, my, my hope is that people get so excited that they buy art from multiple galleries and they go home and they live with this work and they get to wake up in the morning and see it and they keep seeing the work unfold and they keep feeling more enriched by it. And then they're, they're more empowered to go to the VMFA or you know, the ICA or whatever museum and it just keeps staying with them as I, th- as I think our goal is that, that it uh, flourishes uh, people that want to step into that. And the other thing is the, the portfolio reviews. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that are going to look at the fair that are aspiring arts and go, well, how do I even how do I even get to a gallery? How do I get yeah. my work to a place? And Gareth and I are, are I think an interesting pair because I'm coming out of a contemporary art context and Gareth is coming out of a design context in a broad sense. And, and so, um, the idea that even designers could bring a portfolio in mm-hmm. and sit down with us yeah. in the context of a fair and see those interconnections sort of play out in the background, mm-hmm. um, in, in, or, or aspiring artists. So if you're, if you're listening and that's you, uh, check us out um, yeah. uh, with the event page for the fair. Um, and the thing I would say about you guys too that I that I like from getting to know you is, I mean, there's one thing about getting uh, critiqued and having a portfolio review, um, uh, uh, but having a real sincere, helpful one, um, just from talking to you and listening to your insights on even just pointing out pieces in my gallery, I know that 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 your portfolio reviews are going to be very very helpful, and those guided tours for people to come through the fair and again see deeper um, is just going to be so beneficial to the yeah. fair, and is right along with what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I I've just I've just heard that there's some people that get their work, work reviewed, and it's more like they they've just gotten shot yeah I mean, you're left with you like, just tore down like yeah just left obliterated and we and i've been doing this i've been personally reviewing portfolios now for going on 13 years mm-hmm. like at a at a level through the university i've mm-hmm. traveled right i've gone to traveled to multiple states uh, as a representative for vcu and so um you know i'm on an admissions committee so i spend mm-hmm. uh annually i look at thousands of portfolios and so um and then gareth and i had the privilege of traveling this summer and we did some portfolio reviews together with uh uh professional artists chairs of art programs and um you know professors and and still the conversation was rich 
And uh, some of the folks, they might even be listening today, shout out, um, great, great connections were built. Uh, they felt like they were getting feedback in a way that maybe they hadn't, mm-hmm. hadn't gotten before. Yeah. And, so, and so there is something about, you know, I think one thing that Gareth and I say a lot is that we really value and love people. And you can have depth. I always say this, uh, in place of the, um, you know, when you, well, history lesson, when you, when you look at what started MFA programs, uh, these were uh, people coming from World War II. They were looking to start new academies and they were looking for a methodology and a structure to do that. So what you have is a lot of drill sergeants, military folk establishing your initial art academies in America. And so their approach to critiques and the, the way they regimented things had a certain tone, tenor, and force to it. And so what started to happen though is then you started to get people appropriating some of that drill sergeant tone, but there was a substance to it. And so then critiques became this, I got to go through it. You got to tear me down and I got to like write a passage pass through. And, and I think that that's, that, that became problematic, right? Interesting. And so, and so then critiques became a backlash to that. So the critical discussion became, Hey, everybody's free to do whatever they want to do. And I don't want to be the drill sergeant, you know, now I'm paraphrasing heavily here for you historians. Like, and please bear with me. Like we, I'm giving you the pop level, but, uh, uh, Somewhere in those extremes, I think, is the you know, the other thing that to bear in mind is their critique is a French philosophy dealing with um, uh, utopic ambition, ambitions, that everything can always be better. Mm, so the mm-hmm. starting assumption is, well, how do we make it better gotcha. um, until we've obtained to a perfect state, right? And we're not in utopia, therefore things aren't perfect. Therefore, what you made is not perfect. That's flawed, too. Um, however... Um, what I always say to my students and to, to people coming into the gallery, even artists that have applied to show with us that, that maybe we could work with right away, is if I can give you formal, conceptual, bundled together engagement with your particular work at the state that you're at um, and, and, and benchmark what makes the work work, what's compelling about it, and then leverage what's not working against that, mm-hmm. there's a sufficiency to the way that weighs on you. But what it does is it weighs on you properly because it's not just a browbeat. It's not like I'm beating you up. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm actually saying here's what seems to be not working. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, can you help someone then get it to work better, mm-hmm. do it better, however, however? And is there a real fleshed out discussion there? And normally that's what's empowering because you leave empowered with, I have a direction to go forward with. And I, I wasn't beat down. I was built up. And there's a little bit of tension weighing on me that is only coming from the fact that I actually can see what he was talking about and it actually makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so now I got to get in the studio and see if I can, if I can wrestle with that and actually apply it out. And, and the answer is actually yes. And, um, and in that, the person's dignity is never left and uh, mm-hmm. is not left uh, out of tact. Uh, if anything, people come away feeling more affirmed because we all know that there's ways of getting better at things. Sure. You know, if you're talking about chord progressions on the guitar, like you, you're going to look at the way somebody else does it and see the way their hands are positioned. Like you're, we're always looking. And if you know something and you can talk about it in clear terms, it's actually to the benefit. And I think that that applies to just looking at art in general. Mm-hmm. And I think we all can, can learn from each other in that way. Yeah. Um, at the fair, we have the privilege of uh, showing this documentary uh, that so I think is so going to cool. be, uh, and it's going to be, it's a documentary short. Um, uh, we'll, we don't know how short it's going to be. It's going really well. So, um, uh, but I think it's going to inspire a lot of people to reconsider who they are in relationship to art. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to uh, make a lot of people feel really good that have been engaged in the arts and been building this city up. And I think it's going to invite and inspire new people to want to be a part of this story 
if you will. So, um, so we're just excited to be a part of it and that to work with you and for you to give us a platform and an opportunity. And last thing we're going to be recording at uh, uh, Shaco art speak. We'll be recording at our booth at the fair and you all can come in and talk with us, uh, actually see our mugs and, uh, talk to BJ and, uh, and we'll be off and on recording throughout the fair. And so that's, that's something like excellent to look forward to. I'm, I'm, we're, we're eager to hear from the community and, and, and share this. And, um, maybe another thing before we close, I just want to say is if you, we have a lot of listeners outside of, uh, Virginia, um, both in the States and outside the States. And so if you're interested in coming this way, you should yeah. do it. If you got the means and the margin and the travel, uh, come, come in October and see this fair, come and come and partake of, you know, what's happening here in, in Richmond with current art fair. There's some great info at currentrichmond.com, currentrichmond.com. That'll tell you everything you need to know about the fair. And yeah, I mean, that really is going to be the goal moving forward is, is not to keep the spotlight on Richmond in Virginia, but we're going, we're by necessity, we're going to need to start pulling in galleries from around the nation and we really hope, say, even three to five to ten years from now, yeah, that we will have um, a lot of influx of people coming in from around the nation to check out Current. Yeah, um, like I said, we're we're trying a very new model for an art fair: collect and create. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if it's going to work. We're going to find out in October. I I love this vision I have in my head. I want to see it come to fruition. And I just think with all the things like, for example, that you guys are going to be doing with the fair, there's, there's just so much unique, um, infrastructure that's going into the fair that I really do. I really do believe that we can, we can create something that's very unique in the whole art fair, art art fair genre. Yeah. So we, we really are trying to make current be a, be a sort of a standalone fair, if you will. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. We're, yeah. we're excited, man. We're honored. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me, you yeah. guys. I thanks appreciate for coming on. Uh, you thanks know, for being great. Coming on. I'm, I'm sorry I had a, a couple of... Uh, you even got me to do Shaggy. A shaggy <laughs> person. <laughs> like, hey, BJ. Well, you want to go get some pizza? Uh, uh, okay, Raggy. <laughs> and on that note, Gareth, you want to you want to soberly close this out? Yeah. Uh, so thanks again, BJ. Really, uh, really uh, grateful that you uh, came on and talked to us today. It's a fantastic talk about current art fair. You're welcome. <laughs> like we said, um, October twenty fourth to twenty seventh, it'll be at the Redskins Training Facility on Lee Street. Um, and again, that's uh, currentrichmond.com uh, for all the information uh, as well as to get tickets for the event. Um, and as always, uh, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you can email us at info at shockawarspace.com or just uh, find us on, on Instagram at uh, shockawarspace. So thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shockawarspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottom.